Hi, I'm Olivia Wayne and welcome to Live in the Moment. This is a series dedicated to living life to the fullest. That's not always easy, especially after the year 2020 threw up. But there's always something we can do or something we can try to shift our mindset, outlook and approach to help remember that life is good and living it to the fullest is something within our control. I've invited a number of brilliant, motivated, inspiring people to try to ascertain and learn what they do to keep themselves happy, positive, and living in the moment. Today, I have the complete pleasure of talking to Hannah Frankson. Now, if you're not into the incredible near enough fitness cult that is Peloton, you sure will be after hearing Hannah. Peloton is a spin bike with a screen that you use for indoor cycling in your own home. Pre-2020, it was insanely popular. Once COVID hit, the firm's global membership base more than doubled to over 3 million subscribers. Its instructors are so much more than fitness trainers. They are gurus, mentors, and life coaches rolled into some seriously impressive merchandise. And Hannah is one of them. She is an insanely motivating cycling instructor and teaches from Peloton's London studio. Prior to Peloton, Hannah was a former competitive triple jumper. She trained alongside Olympic level athletes for seven years. She played volleyball for England at one point, is clearly inherently sporty, and has now managed to combine her passion for fitness with music and making exercise fun. Hannah is also an experienced personal trainer and fitness model and has worked on campaigns for brands such as Nike, Adidas and New Balance. Her energy on the bike and her whole vibe and approach to her rides give another persona and on Instagram she really makes me wish I was her real life friend. Hannah's charm, likability and personality shine through when she teaches her Peloton classes and she is as inspiring, motivating and seemingly positive as she is brutal on the bike. I can't wait to find out just how she does it. Hannah, thank you so much for coming on live in the moment. Sorry. I think I'm going to cry just that intro, babe. Oh my goodness. Thank you. But it's important to do you justice, you know? You, um, thank you. I don't know you, but I feel I know you. How are you? I'm good, thanks, babe. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I said all that, but I mean all that. I think your vibe, and look, I know it's your work. But your Instagram isn't your work, that's you. But you you seemingly are the same and you seem to have a really great outlook on life. Would you say that's fair enough? You are that person? I, I try my 100, I, I try so hard to make that the truth. But I'm, I'm, aware, I'm also, I also try to make sure that I'm real as well. So I don't want everyone to think that I'm always smiley, smiley, happy, happy. But I think sometimes it's about not so not so much letting people know when you're going through a really rubbish time, but sometimes how you're getting out of it or what you're doing to, to scoop yourself up and out of it. I would never just say to people, guys, I'm feeling really rubbish today, just so I let you all know. I always want to tell people how um how I'm getting out of it, like how I'm trying to spin it around and how I'm trying to make it better for myself. Because I feel like so- if I feel like it, there must be other people that feel the same way. Absolutely. But that's also really important. So you actually live your life by realizing there's something we can do. There's something I can do to shift this headspace I'm in. Um, So you were a competitive athlete. um, And like at a really high level, you tried out for the Olympic London Games 2012. Yeah. Um, You didn't make it. (laughs) I didn't make it. 
that's hard. hard. I've got to find like, it so hilarious because, like, when when you um, the second, even when you obviously when you compete, when you the second you the second you say to someone, I do athletics, or like when I was obviously doing it, you'd say to someone, like, oh, what you do? Uh, I do athletics. I watch I triple jump. Oh my gosh, are you going to the Olympics? And you're like, yeah, I mean, I want to. Like, yeah, yeah. I really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best. So then, when you tell people you were an athlete, they're like, did you go to the Olympics? And you're like, uh, no. <laughs> but um, it, it's still like, even when I look back, I'm like, it's, it's still everything I did. Like, no one can tell me when I stopped. That was what made me stop to be honest, was like, why am I trying so hard to please everyone else? Like, why am I trying to, who am I trying to prove to that I was an athlete? Like, when I was really young, one of the things I wanted to be able to, I really wanted to be an athlete. And I thought about myself as a little person. And I was like, do you think everything I would have done, would I have been proud of it? Like, would seven or eight year old me have been proud that from the age of about 18 to 26, 27, like, I dedicated, like, everything to athletics I trained so hard like would I have been proud of myself and I was like I think I would have been really proud of everything that I achieved so I didn't go to the Olympics but I still I still did so much and I'm still mad proud of everything I did in athletics as you should be I mean hello I'm still like a Sorry. professional athlete I mean let's not and also <laughs> like so what I want to know is I guess that initial like not making it you know the perception of not making it you did make it for yourself and as long as you're happy really who, who cares but how was that a, um, a negative time in your life when you made the decision to stop or did you make it a positive and if it was negative how did you flip it for yourself to see it as a good thing and a, a fresh start or whatever yeah I, I think that's one thing that when you do something thing about sport a lot of sports is they, they really do have a time span you kind of have to have two lives like no one no one can do no one can do that sort of especially triple jump you can't do it forever so it yeah. always has a time span it's all, almost to me it felt like I've got two books I've got like two it's not even chapters to me the book of athletics is completely different to the book that I'm living now it's a different book um and to get to get used to stepping out of that world it it takes a lot and I don't think a lot of people are up for chatting about that so much I don't think it's I don't think it's spoken enough um spoken about a lot but one thing that I I made sure I did is that I had my feet I had I do you know when people say when one door closes another one opens I I didn't there was no closed door there was a door that was ajar so I was already ready to kind of step out of athletics and step into something else so for me finishing just felt like a natural progression into something else it didn't feel like a dead stop it didn't feel like right that's it I'm done I'm out I'm, I'm moving on I started working um I started interning at, at Puma and when I was there I, I kind of realized that I don't really if I if I if I wanted to keep jumping I wouldn't have taken the job so to me it was like an internal sign that I was done so slowly <laughs> I just kind of stopped training and it made me sit and think, do I actually want to do it anymore? And it's like I just said, like, I think I realised, who am I trying to prove, like, who am I, what, who am I trying to prove to that I, I achieve stuff? Like, I, I know what I did and I don't need any validation from anyone else to say that I was an athlete. I've got this absolutely amazing opportunity right here, right now, and I'm absolutely loving it. It's completely different to athletics. 
this is it. Like, this is what I want to do now. I don't want to go to, I don't want to be at the track anymore. So it felt quite, for me, it felt quite natural, but I, I almost let myself, almost gave myself that little in. Like, I left a little door, there was a door like saying, hey, what's going on, come in here. <laughs> but you're, you were open to seeing that crack in the, in the door. You know, you yeah. weren't like, I imagine when you're training, like it's all training, training, training. You're not supposed to like pop out. You've got to stick to your food, your routine, your schedule. But by that exactly. point, you're like, eh, maybe I'll just go out tonight and meet this person, whatever. Exactly. So that, that's really interesting. You, um, yeah. So the whole point of this podcast show, series, whatever, is that I ask my guests three things that they do to um, remind them and keep them positive and happy and what the uh, things they do to kind of switch the headspace if it's in a negative place. And one of the things you said is people. Um, when you were competing, were the people around you very important? And how did they inform... Uh, keep you motivated if you got a bad jump you didn't you didn't make it to the next round you didn't get a medal you didn't get a pb whatever how did they support your journey and how did they keep you focused and happy and positive so i used to have a um towards the end of when i was doing athletics i had a psychologist and i really wish i remember what it's called but he's told me this idea of like um when people go into space they have um they, they design, I don't, do you know what? I hope this is true, what I'm about to say. <laughs> he said, no one design it. <laughs> he said it's an idea where they, they design everything around the, around the astronaut. So everything, everyone is working to make that one person's job as easy as possible. And so it's not even just about, even though it's you that's doing it, it's never just about you. Like I'm representing so many people, like my, my coach, he worked so hard and he didn't even get like coaches never get any of the glory do you know what I mean it's always the athlete but the like your, my coach every time we were in the freezing cold training he was standing still do you know what I mean at least we were moving he's just got a, yeah. he's got to stand and watch us in the freezing cold so like knowing that you're representing someone someone else that's important um the team the team the, the team that I worked with so like some of my training partners were massively inspiring so I trained with um uh Trisha Smith she's a Jamaican triple jumper she was a world champion um and also Yamile Aldama she's she used to jump for Cuba but now she jumps for Great Britain she won the world indoors as well and like, even just to to jump alongside those people like it wasn't like I was I I wasn't around people that didn't make it I was like if they can do it they are right there. Like I, I can see you. I can touch. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can reach out, and we're in the same environment. If you can do it, why on earth can I not? I'm doing exactly the same as you right now. So yeah, your team, your teammates, to know that someone else has done it, and that that's massively that was always massively inspiring to me. So even though your sport was a single individual event, it was very much a team situation for you because people 100%. are. Yeah, and like, even like even now, even even now, like watching my teammates, like obviously some of them are still jumping. Oh, when I watch them jump, it feels like I'm still there. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my god! Like if I see them on TV, if I, like I'll still feel connected to them in some way. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so and your new job, uh, hello Peloton instructor. That's quite a <laughs> it's like a dream gig, I imagine, for someone who loves fitness and you know indoor cycling and 
is into that type of thing there's kind of no greater platform I mean you know you're out there for sure how did you go about getting that because it's just phenomenal well well (laughs) well (laughs) that's our favorite that's my favorite meme lady is like well (laughs) next question bye I love a meme she's my favorite but um Oh man, it was it was a long process, and to be honest, I, I would say it probably started. When I first started spinning without even realizing because it all it all counts. It all counted towards the end. Um, I was teaching at um, Boom Cycle, which is a a boutique studio, and I, I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea that, that anyone was watching me or anyone was interested in what I was doing. I was just really happy like selling out my classes having having a really good time in a dark room turning the music up loud and just living my best life really um i got a little cheeky message um sliding i got a dm slide from who is now my executive producer and um, anthony lucan and he said hey we'll have a little chat about peloton if you're interested would you like to would you like to have a coffee and have a chat about peloton um this is like had you heard of peloton this is the thing, it's coming up to almost two years ago now. So this is when it, Ben and Leanne were the first two instructors. Um, I had a really small conversation with Cody, who is one of the senior instructors, when he came round to look for Ben and Leanne. Even the, the moment when I spoke to him, I would 100% say that I was not, I was not ready. I was not confident in myself. Like it was like, I can't believe, like, I don't know what this is. It, I was not in a good place to kind of be picked at that time. When I spoke to Anthony the second time around, though, I felt really, I felt like, yo, I can, I can do this. I, can do this. Uh, I think yeah. I can do, I think I can do this, you know. <laughs> so like, the conversation... you can, you really can do it. <laughs> the conversation turned into a, um, uh, an audition. Well, we have a screen test first. You make sure that like on the camera, like honestly, that, that's scary because that's where you just, you just got me to talk about what's your favorite cats or dogs. How do you make a cup of tea to the camera? And you're like, is this a trick question? Are you trying to catch me out? Or like, you, you, is it, that, was the, that was the scariest one. Then I did an audition, then another audition. Then I spoke to Cody, who's the senior instructor, who I'd obviously spoke to a year before. Then I spoke to Robin, another instructor. Then I spoke to William, oh, one of the okay. CEOs. Honestly, all this, all this time, I'm like, this is, a, this is over a long space of time as well. This is over about six, seven months. So every stage you get to it was just getting more and more real and more and more nerve-wracking and more and more serious but so yeah, it was it was just I'm not gonna lie it was quite a scary it was a scary process but but we made it <laughs> yes you did you really made it, made it. And, um, <laughs> and I guess was that so pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, though, because I guess auditions and things wasn't really something. I mean, you'd, I guess you've done a little bit of media stuff as a triple jumper, but this kind of on camera, you know, this whole persona, did it feel something you, oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to ask you, which is a shame. I, know, I feel like I know what you, but do you know what, this is what, this is the thing, because like, when I say like I was really shocked to, to, to get it, when I got it, like when I, I think it was when I had my interview with Robin, I got to a stage and I was like, I feel like, I feel like I can do this. I actually started to believe in myself. Like I feel like I never had before. I think it was getting so far and then speak. When I spoke to Robin, I was like, 
I think I can do this. Like, if you don't pick me, I don't know who, you've got to pick someone. And it, it can be me, it might as well be me. Like, it should be me. I really believe that it should, it, I want it to be me. And I think the reason I felt that is because I'd had a really odd year, the, the year before that. I I was in a, in a I was engaged. I, was, I thought I was going to get married. <laughs> I laugh wow. about it. Oh, oh, uh, hello, this is very interesting. Go <laughs> on. What happened? <laughs> it's hilarious now. Um, because it's so like far from what, where I am right now. But I thought I, I was engaged and I had a flat with someone, and then that just basically all fell apart. But in it falling apart, I, I was living in my cousin's spare room. I was like, how am I gonna get out of this? Because this isn't obviously where I want to be going into my 30s. I wanna be, do you know what I mean? It's that's not where I sort of envisioned I would be, but um. I think that made me really sit down and think about what do I care about? What, who am I like? What do I want to do? What do I appreciate? What makes me tick? What, and all these things that I guess I hadn't really thought about before. I, I guess I kind of got caught up in other people's perceptions of where, where you should be in life and how things should be. It was all, a lot of shouldn'ts. I should be doing this. This should be happening. But I took the time and thought, right, who am I? What do I want to do? What do, what do, what do I like doing? and spin and being in that dark room I just became more of myself like I really feel like I found myself in those dark rooms when I was um when I was teaching and I think being an instructor at Peloton I think that's something that you really have to know is like who you are more than more than anything you, you really got to know who you are because it, it will unravel if you, if you if you don't know if you've got no conviction that is the difference, I think, with a Peloton instructor. That's why I said in the beginning, like, you're more than spin instructors. It feels like like the phrases you all kind of have, your own kind of mannerisms and phrases, they really hammer home and they can't, it's a bit like therapy or a life coach too. And it, what you've really just articulated is that you did that soul searching for yourself, like, which are the questions we should all be asking ourselves all the time like who am I what do I like what do I want to do and then you made the change and the universe or if you believe in all that kind of heard you and like oh. all arrived which is just an amazing amazing thing like it's mm. that itself should be inspiring for people to think it's okay like you would probably never have thought of Peloton when you stopped doing triple jump like that was not your next step you know but it look. wasn't it wasn't even my next step when I spoke to Cody it wasn't even my it wasn't even even when I spoke to Cody I don't even I didn't believe in myself or <laughs> I didn't think it should should have been me so like obviously I'm not surprised that I didn't get like, it wasn't me the first time around like I really wasn't ready um so you mentioned that you were engaged and you yeah. had a with him I assume it was him and was then guy, yeah. that broke down right yeah that's pretty hard like come on you think you're on this track about yeah. to be married or wife da 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 and suddenly yeah. that ends for whatever reason how were you in that moment in that period like what was your mental state really, really yeah I really want to know oh babe oh my days I was like really not a nice person I was the most hot-headed I was so hot-headed <laughs> like I was it's like I was almost ready for a fight, like 24-7. I was so like, and then I think the, the weirdest thing. Who did you take that out on? Oh, 
every, everyone, every single person, anyone that would let me, I, I would, I would go for you. I, I'm, I, I'm, I used to work at quite, I used to work at a gym and we were quite close. I remember I went in at some people that I used to work with and none of them wanted to, all of them wanted me to do work. Like they were all lovely people, but I just, all of a sudden I got really defensive and I was like, no one here likes me. But what all it was, was I didn't like myself. I, I just thought that I started to lose love for myself. I was just like, I don't like, I actually just would say that like, I didn't like myself. I was like, I don't understand why I'm here. I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore now that I'm not, not now that this idea is gone. I don't know who I'm supposed to be. And, and what um, did you do? Oh, mate. I, <laughs> um, I used to work at quite, I used to work at a gym and we were quite close. I remember I went in at some people that I used to work with and none of them wanted to, all of them wanted me to do work. Like they were all lovely people. But I just all of a sudden I got really defensive and I was like, no one here likes me. But what all it was was I didn't like myself. I, I just thought that I started to lose love for myself. I was just like, I don't like I actually just would say like I didn't like myself. I was like, I don't understand why I'm here. I don't know, I don't know who I am anymore now that I'm not not now that this idea is gone. I don't know who I'm supposed to be. And, and what um, did you do? Oh mate. I, <laughs> um Spin was like teaching. Spin was one of the was one of the only places that I felt like the, the time started. The ride started. It'll be forty five minutes. I think what happened is I sort of started started to like project what I wanted myself to believe. I started to say it out loud in rides. So I'd be like, "Don't let anyone stop you from believing in who you are. You are so amazing, guys. If you leave this room knowing one thing, let it know. Let it be that you are absolutely amazing. No one can take your shine. Like even if that light isn't shining as brightly, it's still there. And these are things that I basically was just talking to myself. Wow! <laughs> but but I was saying it in a room of people. <laughs> I tell me you, you cried. Did you cry a lot in those rides in that dark room? Did you release? Okay, right. There was there was always one track where we'd have all the lights off. There there were there were songs where where, where I shed a little tear. But it was always because one thing I always did, even when I was going through through that horrible time, is I is I forced myself to write down things that I was grateful for. So I would always 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 be be focusing on the good things and um. I remember I went to go and see Hamilton and uh, there's the song and she says, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. And Alicia Keys did a remix of it. And for a while, that was my like song when the lights were down and it used to make me cry because I was just like, I felt so lucky that even though I had been in such an awful situation, I've obviously got a family who was so supportive that like my cousin was just like, come and live with me. That like, having that was amazing. Um, like the spin studio, everyone that I worked with, I loved them. They just felt, it felt so supportive. Everyone in the room when I used to teach, they felt so supportive. Like I just felt like I was so lucky to still have so much, even though if I'd have looked at it another way, I could say that I didn't have much, but I felt like I, I, I had loads if I looked wow. at it in that perspective. That is, that is exactly the headset people need, to be honest, isn't it? It's not what you don't have, it's what you do have. And there's always stuff you have. There's always good. Yeah. However much, however big, it's there. Just look for it and remind yourself. 100%. Um, you've had some incredible experiences in your life, really. If like, we think about your, you know, 
your training, you've probably traveled the world from your competing. You're in a movie. You, yeah. um, you're now That's like a, a Peloton instructor, like being streamed across the world. Um, and I don't know if that, I mean, obviously 2020 hasn't helped, but I don't know if that's kind of led you to brilliant things. But you said experiences is one of the things that reminded you to kind of live life and live in the moment. What do, what do you mean by that? I think I think I part I always think of where I've been. So I always think of the things that, that I've been to to bring me to this moment and then also the things that are gonna happen in the future to, to kind of make me feel settled in the present. Do you know what I mean? I know that we should always be in the present, but sometimes it's only only from what we it's always perspective, isn't it? So it's quite it's really hard. Do you know everyone just says, be present. And it's like, well, we've got this thing in our brains that will always protect you know, if we if things have happened in the past they, they will be in your present they will be right there and they will affect what you do in your future so I, I always try to draw from my experiences obviously in the most positive way I can to to settle me in my in my in my present do you know what I mean like just have a little conversation with can you give me, an example? So give me an example if you can of like an experience that you flip it to make it positive like for example, so, you posted recently about loneliness. Would that could you kind of draw on that whole loneliness headspace yeah, and experiences like, with that? So like, I think obviously, obviously, if we, it's always that thing in it at the moment where because we're doing less, we we are, and I feel like everyone is on their phones a little bit more. We are, we are. I, I felt like that's one of the. I always want to concentrate on what I had. I felt myself looking at all the things that I, I didn't have. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've been, I'm, I'm 30, oh, oh my gosh, I'm 32 next month. Um, You're young. A lot of my friends are, okay, okay, thanks, babe. You're good. <laughs> oh, a, lot, a lot of my friends are, you know, a lot of my friends are getting married, they're getting engaged, they're having babies, um, they're moving in with each other. And I got into this little space where I was like, well, I'm doing none of those things, but, but I'm not I'm not doing any of those things um and I think it was I kind of had to pull myself I, I was like right, I've done this before I've, I feel I'm feeling away how did I get out of feeling away before I, I always like to write things down I always process by writing things down yeah that's um, yeah that's what I like I like it. I've got Muji me and Muji oh, oh man oh. oh those gel pens in Muji Oh. It's the dot. It's the dotted paper for me. It's not the lines. It's just the paper with all the dots on it. I, and you connect your paper. own dots by that. I, it makes so much sense. It's the dotted paper for me. But yeah, it's just that thinking about where I where I want to be and where I've been and why I'm at where I'm at now. And I feel like it's easier to say it to other people sometimes. Like, oh, I think it happens for a reason, babe. And it's like, well, actually believe that. Like, so don't. Don't get caught up in what, what you have. That it's kind of still the same thing. Don't get caught up in what you haven't got. Make sure you think about focus on what you have got. Like some of the things that you've got are drawn from what you've done in your past, and they will be because of what you're going to do in the future. So gel it all together. Put put it into some sort of perspective. So yeah, with the whole loneliness thing, that yeah, that, that's that's a thing, isn't it? I feel like a lot of people. I feel like people talk about people don't talk about loneliness it's all it's, it's it's really taboo and it's it's sort of like shame it's, it's a lot of shame around it and I'm not really 
especially after what happened to me, I'm not bothered with that kind of stuff at all. Like, I don't mind. I don't mind putting myself out there and doing that. I felt. I felt really lonely, and I was like, "What is this feeling?" It felt like it was borderline. I thought, "Am I depressed? Is this what it feels like to be depressed?" Because I know that there's so many good things that I've got, but I just don't feel like they're good anymore. Like I can't see the good in them. And I sat down, did a little bit of like soul searching. Was like, I think I'm just a bit lonely. But like, babe, I think you're just a little bit lonely. Like, it's getting to you. Like, obviously, I'm I'm scrolling through Hinge. I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'm looking at flats on my own again. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay to be lonely. The second I acknowledged it and realised that it was loneliness, I felt I felt tons better. Um, so and what did you do? Gonna... What did you do then once you figured out what it was? How did you kind of try and help yourself in that? Internal, I changed my internal chat a little bit um I think I've got into this thing at night especially at night I've got into this oh you're on your own there's no one here with you you're all on your own it's like I'm fine like I get to spread out in this bed I get to put my arms on both sides like I get to turn up my music as loud as I want to until I go to sleep like just look at the good things I just got so caught up in looking at all the all the bad things about being on your own and like loneliness while we're on it like it's, there's loads of different ways you can feel lonely do you know what I mean it could be that you feel like you haven't got a community it can be that you feel like you haven't got like a partner or someone to be like emotional with or it can be like socially so for me it was it was a little bit of the the emotional one I didn't feel like I had one person but I was like babe you are part of a ridiculously amazing community peloton is amazing 100 percent. i love them like everyone that rides with me i can't like it they're amazing i love them so much so I mean, why circle. am i forgetting that you're like right in it what was that? I you're that. right in it as well you're you're right in it hey. as well you're not even just like me you're in you are the community you set the community it's not because I don't feel like I do because they do so everyone everyone that's in it they do so much around it that sometimes I'm like this fully does not work without everyone else this doesn't work without without the right like without the riders without the members that connect and do all that stuff themselves it, they do so much so yeah like it's your community and then it's your friends I've got great friends I've got a great great community there's just one thing like don't get caught up on the one thing you haven't got because you've got so much already so it's just switching my, my brain around a little bit. It's great advice, Hannah. It's great, great advice. I think we should all be Don't doing. get me wrong, I'm still on I'm still on hinge though. Like I'm still out here on hinge. <laughs> You're not allowed to get the next thing, you know, the thing. That's okay. We don't have to not ever have it. But think about the future, am I? Like I'm still I'd there. imagine I'd imagine like people who like ride or whatever like trying to get into your dms all the time i know i did <laughs> you know what i mean like i imagine you're being contacted a lot no everyone's 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 so lovely everyone's everyone just says really nice things they just want to make me cry all the time to be honest i feel like everyone just wants to make me emotional everyone's like i, I love your ride so much i feel like we're friends i've never met you but i feel like we could be best friends and I always be like, I bet we could babe. Like, I bet we could. That's me, like, that's what I said. I'm just, so, like, I'm just so cliche. I'm like everyone else. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. But actually, my friend, Sophie, I, I even said I'd give her a shout out, introduced hey. me because when I joined, 
you know, Peloton app or whatever. I didn't know, like, she was like, these are the instructions I like, you know, so, and she was like, Hannah, you've got to talk to Hannah. Like, when I was doing this podcast, she was like, she'd be amazing. And I was like, that's such a great Whoa. job, you know, like, it's true. Um, so you do definitely come across amazingly well. Now, let's talk cake, because that is your third thing that you said yeah. kind of makes you live in the moment not normally something we'd associate with a fitness and health professional and you know a, a peloton instructor but tell me about cake right okay so i live i live near a, a cake and custard shop right <laughs> and um it's really close to me so like, i pass it every day and i would probably go in there every single day because i love it so much but I always tell myself I'm going to have it once a week, not because I'm restricted, like not because I, if I see a cake somewhere else, I'll probably eat that cake. But it's just the cake and custard that has become like this ritual that I do on a Sunday. And it's almost become like a meditation. So I don't watch. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud because no one knows this. They just know that I post a picture of my cake every week. But I, I turn everything like I'll just listen to music. Um, I don't look at my phone when I eat my cake. Uh, it's just it's just me and my cake. It's a little bit like a meditation every week, and I just really, really, really enjoy it. You know, I just what allow flavor? myself. What is the cake? Uh, right. So the girls in the it's it's like do you know the cake you used to get at school? It's just like a sponge cake, <laughs> sponge cake. and it's got like hundreds, hundreds of thousands on it. Yum. It's just a simple cake. Oh, so like yeah. The girls try and get me to deviate from the one that I get every week. And I'm like, oh, babe, I don't know. Like, it's just become like a little habit now as well. Like, I don't think, I don't think I can, I don't think I could do any other cake. It's got to be this one. It's got to be the same one. But it's not, it's not so much the eating. It's just the sitting down and really, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I love this. No, but this is just... <laughs> we do have food rituals. Food's important. It's nourishment. Like, it's, it's, we don't eat grey blocks of matter. It counts. So you might as well enjoy it and be mindfully doing it, you know? I think that's what it is with the cake. I think it's become almost, like, mindful. Like, I, it's, it's very, it's very, I take, I take my time with it. I just listen to music. I just really enjoy myself. I really, really, I don't rush it. It's not, no, I don't watch it. Which is obviously I, essential. I'm not watching TV. I'm just eating the slice of cake on my own. And I pass it and I'm like, yo, babe, I'll see you on Sunday. Do you know what I mean? Like, on Sunday we'll have we'll we'll have what we I'll have we'll have what we have. We'll have that special moment. But until Sunday, like we can just stay there. This is such gold, honestly. But <laughs> you think, ha ha, it's just cake, or maybe you don't. But I hear like, wow, you are present in that moment, being mindful, enjoying it, savoring it, it like giving it like the time that you want it to have like it's it's it sounds like self-care to be honest like that's literally your version of self-care sounds it's definitely great. my version of self -care. it sounds like a great definitely. excuse for me to get on it yeah you should Love get it. on it it's really good it's brilliant brilliant <laughs> <laughs> whereas i'm like sneaky happening. like quick cobble it in before someone else my cake. No way. Those, I, have little, I have little hands that want to pinch my things. Uh-uh, not sharing. Oh, um, okay. So, <laughs> um, so experiences, cake, 
people, they're all quite an integral part to your kind of support of keeping present and positive and striving forward if road, uh, life takes a kind of deviation in the road. Um, is there anything else like, is there anything else you do? Does fit, does your kind of actual working out the release of endorphins still mean a lot to you or is it, is that now in the work zone? I would, that to me right now connects with, it's sort of not all three of them, not really the cake, but it all, so like for me, I can't imagine my life without, without fitness. That's my past. That's, that's, that, that's like ingrained in me. That's almost like, obviously it's become, for me, it's, it's habitual. So, do you know, like when people say set an intention, why do you exercise? Like for me, I can't imagine not doing it. So I also obviously like again it's experience like I think about my future and I think exercise is part of your it obviously for me it's a lot to do with my past but it's a lot to do with my future as well when I was a personal trainer I worked with a lot of women who were going like into their menopause and through the menopause and I think as we I think as women like we need to think we should think about that that should be highlighted so much more it's important to be strong for that like it's important it's it's tough and sometimes I do I want to be strong for that I want to be strong for that moment because it it takes a uh, from from the way that I've trained other women it takes a lot out of you your muscle mass wants to deplete so if you give yourself as much possible if you set yourself up now for, for that moment it kind of sets you I'm ready I'm ready for that do you know what I mean I know it's miles away but I want to be ready for my future physical strength is mental strength when you physically know you're strong that really helps you mentally think I've got this like you know they kind of inform each other there would you agree so so much I, I wouldn't I don't like fighting sports right and I definitely would never fight I wouldn't ever do it but when I'm in situations sometimes I think I'm strong I'm not I'm not the, I'm not the strongest girl in the world but I think in my I think in my heart like I'm like, I'm strong. <laughs> Even if it's blind belief, I'm like, oh, the only person that needs to believe it is me. So yeah. And I, I, I believe that. I think I really think it does do that. Like I have two small children who are like require physical, you know, me carrying them both, say. But knowing I physically can do it makes me mentally know I can do it. You know, it, it, it all informs itself. I, and, that's, and that's kind of what I feel about Peloton instructors, that they give you the mental strength as well as the physical strength. And that is something it seems that you had in you. That's probably why they picked you, Hannah, because they saw it within you before, that you you've could got the, articulate it too. You've got the mental strength to do anything on a bike. Like you've had two children. Yeah, how many children have you got? Yeah, two, two, two. Two children. You can do. You can do anything on a bike. Like you could do. Literally, you could do anything you want on that bike. So is that how you feel? Like is that kind of the message you give out then, and feel you should to anyone? If you can get on this bike and do this ride, you can do anything. You know. More, more the opposite. Like you've done such amazing things. There is absolutely no way. You can come into this and think that you can't do it. Like, do you know what you've been? Like, do you know? Do you know who you are? Do you know like what? How how amazing you've you've been throughout your whole life? That what you're gonna let seventeen efforts on a bike beat you? Like, there's no way. That's there is absolutely no 
way that it's happening. No way. Like, no, I'm not going to allow it. No way. No and way. that is why we need you in our corner. Um, okay. <laughs> How I end these chats is I like to kind of ask my guests um, a phrase, a mantra, a saying that they live their lives by. Like, what is the phrase that you have that kind of reminds you, yeah, come on, you know, what is it? It will change day to yeah, day, whatever, yeah. whatever's like in my mind. But right now, I lo I'm loving staying, stay in your lane. Like that to me just says it come is it encompasses so much to me. It it's mind your business. It's do what you got to do. Your timing. You, it's all it's you. Like like I said, and like it's not about what everyone else thinks you should be doing or the things you the things you're supposed to be doing. Is stay in your lane. That's for you. Everyone's different. Stop trying to put your hands in someone else's pie. Eat your own. Do you know what I mean? Tell your little kids get their fingers out of your cake. It's yours. Get them their own cake. <laughs> you are a breath of fresh air. Thank you. Honestly, that was such a brilliant chat. I'm so grateful to you. Stay in your lane is great advice we should all heed, for sure. And when your mind starts wandering, get it back in your lane. Yeah, Focus I on think, your goal. Forget everyone else. I think, yeah, I think else. comparison, is, Thank comparison you so is, a, is a big thing, and I think it takes us away from our power and our power comes, it's, in, it's from us, not from, it, it, obviously we've got energy and that bounces off from other people, but their lane is their lane. You can't, you can't change what's going on in someone, your lane. Someone else is going to do what's in theirs. You're going to do what's in yours. Great advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on Live in the Moment. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. I've learned a lot and have been truly and thoroughly inspired. So thanks, Anna.